Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Whatever Podcast, the podcast where we talk about whatever is uh, piquing our interest this week. And uh, uh, we have, as always, Chris and Connor. Hi. And uh, this week we're going to be talking about, well, um, kind of talking about the movie Don't Look Up and maybe a little be off the beaten trail with uh, wherever we go with uh, talking about this uh, movie. Per usual, you know, it's how we do with every conversation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's good to be back from uh, not being able to look up with COVID oh, there for a I while. So yeah. That sucked. Yeah. I, yeah. Our first episode was uh, probably not one of my favorites. <laughs> our first episode, like our first yeah. episode back. First episode back into the new year. Yeah. Oh, talking Stone about was like, like coming out of it. Yeah. It was, it was okay. Chris, you're kind of laggy. It's probably okay if you turn the camera off. Gotcha. Because like it, it's kind of I don't know if it's happening for Preston too, but I can like barely hear you, and then whenever I hear you speak, your face starts moving like um like thirty seconds after you say something. Um, Sorry, right. I thought I thought it was uh, I thought it was a good episode, um, but I, the difference is I listen to it more than you guys before it comes out, so. You guys haven't yeah. heard it in a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> haven't that heard it in a while. Was that was that the episode that you got off because I said Red Dead wasn't a good game or it wasn't yeah. as good of a game? <laughs> as, oh yeah. As you were making it, you're like, like yeah. best thing to hit media, and I was like, whoa, buddy, let's get off that high horse there. Um, <laughs> and he like no. left and then came back and then he left again and yeah. It was now just like, oh, now right. we know. Now we know why it's not your favorite. No, uh, no, it's a good game, Preston. You didn't let me say this. It, it's a good game, just not the best thing to hit. No, media. it's a great game. Um, it's an amazing game. <laughs> okay, uh, we got so, yeah, we got to change subjects here. We'll be yeah. off. We'll be losing Preston five minutes in. That Belgium, it, it's it's souring into a IPA in. right now. <laughs> That's what's happening. Um, so here we are, and we are on uh, week two of season three, uh, and we've been sitting on an episode for a little while, but. So here's the thing, a little bit of housekeeping, a little bit of explanation, because I know in one of our previous episodes, the end of season two, I was like, hey, we're going to be back at the beginning of January. Um, <laughs> well, we we were. <laughs> we were Kinda. back at the beginning of January. Uh, and There's then, still this like uh, pandemic going on and yeah. like crazy Everyone's right getting now. sick right now. <laughs> and like everybody's sick. So, yeah. So. Yeah, that's that's the unfortunate thing. Chris fell sick, so we would have had to hold off on another episode, um, because this was kind of this was like fresh in our minds. I wanted to make sure we talked about it before you know people stopped talking about it. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I I, you know, I didn't want to I didn't want to start a season and then stop right away. Uh, so here we're back, we're back, and it's it's uh, it's official. Um, and I might let you guys kick it off with some of the more political topics of don't look up because Cora just got home and I got to go give a dog some meds. Um, so has will. this, has this been, is this the number one show for Netflix for how they rank their number ones? No. Uh, it did end up being, okay. So this is like second then, right? Mm-hmm. Second biggest Netflix oh, film of all break, time. Like breaking the records. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, yeah, I don't know how they do that. Because I just know Red Notice was their highest uh, highest one. Well, ever. with that kind and of a caliber of a cast that have to be. Yeah, so I, so I was looking at that. So when we were going to record this, which wasn't that long ago, uh, what, a week ago or so? Yeah. It was, it was, it could have been number one. It was the second biggest film of all time. It was 321... 0.5 million views viewing hours since December 24th, which is when it debuted. It passed Bird Box, which was 282 million mm, that's uh, viewing hours. Yeah, I was surprised too. The metric that they calculate, it's calculated by hours watched in the first 28 days. So Red Notice, like Preston said, at that time that we were going to record remain the most successful at 364 million viewing hours. So it could have taken the number one spot. Uh, doesn't sound like it did. So it remains, I guess, number two. Hmm. Is that right, Preston? I think so, yeah. 
from what I that's you know, that's a crazy night, amount right? of that's a crazy amount of hours that people have invested uh, into this movie. Yeah, that is it's insane. <laughs> so, um, what do you think? Um, what What were your initial thoughts then? Uh, Connor, are you sticking with us here now, or you got to jump? Um, I'll I'll uh, I'll uh, barrel mine at you real quick, and and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take off for a minute. Um, so I look, should should we start with like the meaning of the movie? <laughs> sure. Let's, yeah. Let's, let's, just, of, let's get into the meat and the potatoes of the movie itself. There's a lot of. We'll start with that. So yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Actually, hold on. I've got notes. Not really, sort of. Um, heard from a heard from a dear friend that I haven't heard from in a while, um, dear Forrest. So, Ooh. yeah. So here we go. We he asked me. He's like, "Man, what did you think about the film? Don't look up." And this was actually after I brought it up as a topic of conversation. Um, and uh sorry he he went on he went on about it um i i told him i said well, well how about you elaborate on it first because with him you know it's like 50 50 i don't know what i don't know what side he's standing on half the time I mean, he's always been yeah. like that you know he has divided views and everything um he said you know it's 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 adam mckay's style i don't know what that means the guy makes awful comedy movies um like the most ridiculous comedy movies and this didn't feel like that at all well sometimes parts um, of it did. and he said I, I i agree with you in the fact that it was more of a miss than a hit i i thought it was more of a miss than a hit um because of how on the nose it was um yeah but when you but when you take that specific director who works with a specific editor um and and make him make that movie that's what you get i feel like there's a lot of potential it was missed uh but it looks like he took a chance and and broke it from what we've been conditioned to accept as the normal for movies and TV shows. I think he's digging a little deep. Um, I just didn't think it was that good of a movie. Uh, and I'll elaborate later. Um, so Forrest said, like I told someone to watch it and they said they didn't like it one bit. And when I asked them why they said it was all over the place, which I get, but I also understood what the jump cuts to wildlife and people dancing and all that symbolized. Um, I don't know if it was lost in that person or if they just didn't think it added to the story. And, uh, and as, so, as, so as a film, as like the meaning behind the film, the depictions of the characters and what they were supposed to resemble were too ridiculous for me, I think. Um, and, and, yeah. and, and, but here, but that, but here's the thing, like when, when you take into account like, oh yeah, like it's Adam McKay, he made all these ridiculous Will Ferrell movies and, and, and stuff like that. And you give him someone like Mark Zuckerberg to make fun of, of course he's going to, to create a personality like that. But if you want to be as, uh, as political with the movie and if you want to convey a message, don't, don't over exaggerate it too much because the message can it, it's going to get lost and ultimately it's not going to be as big of a success as it, as you want it to be and so i think the the exaggeration of these characters and you can give them flamboyant personalities you can give them you know all the material in the world and they can make it funny but but they don't have to make it too over the top and uh yeah i mean i get it i get it i really get it the whole don't you think that's what yeah, made it successful though i i don't think so nah. uh, i i think the fact that leonardo dicaprio was the uh, lead in it was what made it successful and i mean it wasn't like a, it wasn't terrible but for me it was so i just more have nice. a yeah so i just have one thought that i wanted to get across before we get any further i'm happy i'm not alone in my uh thoughts on the movie i think the biggest like thing for me was just how how contrasted the acting and style was for the main like uh cast like Leonardo DiCaprio mm -hmm. and you know those others and versus the more eccentric characters it just felt too off it, all the time it felt like everyone in the world was an absolute idiot except for two people yeah I think that's also a kind of the point of the movie but also I just don't think it landed very well all right, so Adam McKay, this this quote, I'm going to read his quote, and then I want you to say 
kind of react to this. So he said, a kick in the pants. I'm under no illusions that one film will be the cure to the climate crisis, but if it inspires conversation, critical thinking, and makes people less tolerant of inaction from their leaders, then I'd say we accomplished. Do you think he accomplished? Well, no, because I didn't even know it was about climate. You didn't even know it was no. about climate? And, and, and so here's why. And he, Chris, I knew you were going to go in and do your research about this film. And so I went in and and per, per, I went in and percepted the movie. I, I soaked it in from, from the perspective of a normal audience. Um, okay. And look at what we just got out of and what we're still totally. in. Yeah. yeah, and how how many how many scientific officials will go over the data and and the facts and spit the facts to us, and only a fraction of the world believes it. It's the yeah, it, but that's the point. I guess that's what I felt like as soon as it wasn't too far into it, where it was like, man, this really feels like like a, a conversation that's happening right now, where it's science trying to give us all these warnings of our climate changing right in front of us and we just totally ignore it because of all of the things that we have become so accustomed to the life that we we love to live in that's so luxurious i just felt like it was a a, a, a total take on climate change i mean i guess a casual viewer may not have gotten that maybe but man, I just felt I mean, that jumping off the screen at me. I think I think if you were to make it where Al Gore was still a topic of conversation, I think things would probably be a little different and people would perceive it differently. But in, like in my eyes, it was hard for me to be like, oh, this was about the most recent election and it was also about COVID. I, I, it was it was it was hard. I definitely got the climate change thing, especially whenever like I feel like most people would kind of understand the whole uh, like just being like, eh. Screw our planet. Let's go find another one. That aspect of it. Yeah. So, which, so the characters who who were the uh, so which one was Zuckerberg? Because I didn't really get the Zuckerberg vibe out of any of the characters. I I felt more of the uh, Tim Steve Apple. Jobs. Tim. Yeah. Tim. Yeah. Cook. Well, um, the. I mean, it, I mean, it was that it was that character, and he was so quirky. I mean, like I felt, I felt the whole Microsoft, you know, I, I felt the whole Microsoft vibe because of the weird stage presence he had. Like I know, um, yeah, there, the, like Gates has been known to do that, especially with like the Xbox. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember that that whole stage introduction with the Xbox. But, I don't remember that one. Well, I mean, like, like I, I get the whole stage presence. Developers, um, developers, developers. Yeah. It it had like a, a bunch of uh, bunch of personalities mixed together, but I I brought I brought the fact that I was like, man, I, I hated like he was my least favorite character. He was he was oh, yeah. because <laughs> because truthfully, these guys are legitimate geniuses, no matter how big of an ass they are or not. And yeah. And and then Forrest pointed out, well, you know, Zuckerberg, he's he's got Asperger's, he's got all these other like these conditions that make him the way he is in public and i thought really like i mean i buy buy i buy it i buy it i'm like okay all right yeah I, I actually i see that i see that because there is no trait in these other in these other billionaires and these other people that make that character who he is except for zuckerberg's social awkwardness and his conscience telling him he has to drink water at his court appearance like <laughs> Is that, is that like, I, I don't know, it, it, like you yeah. can't, Elon Musk is a weird guy, but he's a weird guy for the other, like the wrong reasons. He's a weird guy for, for being as high up and as influential as he is and smoking pot with Joe Rogan. He's a weird guy for that. He's not a weird guy f from like unzipping the back of his head and a lizard crawling out of his skin. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That's my take. You, you guys, you guys go on it. I'll be right back. All right. <laughs> So, uh, so what did you think of the acting then, Preston? How did you feel like uh, Leonardo DiCaprio did in the? In uh, this I character? enjoy I enjoy everything he does. To be honest, I um, I didn't have any problems with uh, him. I, I just Jennifer felt Lawrence. yeah, she was good too. I think all of the main cast that were on that side of the conversation did a really well job of. 
Um, I like I, I I totally get the point of making the characters so contrasting throughout the whole thing, and I think I think he did a really good job of making you. Like, I, like when I first started watching the movie, I was like, man, I'm getting up. Like, I'm just upset about this now. <laughs> like, yeah. it, really, it really strikes the emotional part of uh, watching a movie. And I, even though it wasn't like my favorite thing, I, I definitely enjoyed like the things I enjoyed about it. And yeah, yeah. So I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was a pretty good, good film. Um, it definitely made me think, I guess. Um, because, I mean, we always think about these things. I mean, with the Flash Fridays and the topics that we discuss politically yeah. and just in regards to climate and some of those types of discussions. But, yeah, I mean, I thought they did a good job at poking fun and just mm-hmm. kind of bringing my, awareness to it. One of my favorite it. things was towards the end, they were like, they were like, what's that? They lied to us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was funny. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I th- I thought it was good. What did you think of uh, Jonah Hill? That see, guy's really changed. I know. I love Jonah Hill, but um, I just I didn't. I <laughs> I don't know if I didn't like the actor. I just hated the character so much. <laughs> yeah, the character was very annoying. It was so annoying to listen to every time he was on screen. <laughs> yeah, he's really changed though. Like as a actor, as a person, an actor first started. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah as, change just even appearance wise how how he's yeah. changed over time mm-hmm. a lot tyler perry a... what did you think of tyler perry good that guy talk about a guy that has kind of built his own empire and is involved in many different films no nowadays yeah he does Every, a pretty much everything Trying he does a good job of whatever he does mm-hmm. um jennifer lawrence is good yeah Meryl Streep, another mm-hmm. one playing yep. the female President Trump, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I think she did a good job with that for sure. <laughs> I think so too. I thought I thought she did a good job acting. So they uh I guess spoilers of the film. So Bash Life, that was the uh yeah. bash 14.3 phone or I, I forget i think that's what they had coming out at the time yep it's <laughs> like man that was so spot on we're so reliant on our phones and our phones do everything nowadays everything. in our lives yep it's kind of uh why i got this thing we try not to use it so much the old se I, yeah i get it oh, so yeah I think it was a good commentary on a lot of the just just it just felt like like a I think it did good on hitting parts of just like ridiculizing and trying to throw it in your face of all of the problems and, you know, things are going on right now. So what do you think? Let's talk climate change then, since that's really the crust of the the movie they yeah. were trying to get at one one cool thing that i learned though um before we get into that is that did you know that there are no um meteors and or um celestial bodies that are big enough to destroy the planet well that's anymore. a good thing to know so there you go listeners <laughs> we no need to we, worry we, we have scoured scoured every part that we can see and there are no any, no planet killers in anywhere near us anymore for the except first time in, for the first time in history that we except know. except our moon i did just see a trailer while i was watching the new scream movie that is about the move the moon crashing into the earth because it gets knocked <laughs> off its uh rotation yeah so no i uh that's another one that's kind of a I I felt the don't look up vibes from that movie, except it's yeah. more of a serious take on something catastrophic. Yeah. See, I don't know. Climate yeah. change. What do you think? Do you, what are your thoughts on climate change? 
So I get most of my scientific knowledge in things nowadays from the, well, I sent you guys a video, but the group is called Korkazart and yeah. they do a ton of, uh, do a ton of stuff like that. Like I would seriously suggest just binge watching all of their videos. It's, they're so good. They provide like booklets on all of the scientists that they ask about these, about the topics they do. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I trust, trust them a lot. And, uh, yeah, I, uh, there's, I actually watched, uh, probably at least an hour's worth of their, uh, content on climate change. Um, I don't know. It's a hard, uh, hard thing to solve as one person yeah. is, is pretty much the crust of, uh, climate change, unfortunately. Yeah, it's it's definitely I mean if as you look over time, there's definitely just even I mean, in our our lifetime, you you think of I mean, we're in the midst of winter right now and it just seems like the, Well, I mean, it just seems like the winters are different from when, from when we, we experienced them as a kid. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you you just seen a lot more precipitation. I mean, you you look at strange weather patterns and events that take place across our country we just seen devastating tornadoes that ripped through kentucky that were uh, planned to take path through indiana just less than a month ago in the midst of winter we're seeing these strange mm -hmm. weather patterns and and you you know there's got to be something happening in the climate to to make these types of catastrophic events take place these unique weather patterns these uh, polar vortexes yeah. that we experience where we see well, I mean, high high temperatures for a while and then you see these arctic blasts dip way down into the northern uh the northern americas and it gets frigid cold and it's just so erratic at times it seems like our our weather patterns mm -hmm. and the climates that we're experiencing throughout all the seasons now yeah, that's for sure. And I mean, honestly, like just look ahead of all the changes that humans have made to the world. Like, how can you not like <laughs> understand that that's going to have some serious problems? Yeah. Like, I, I don't like the my least favorite like conversation to have with like climate changes. The people that are like, oh, it's not it's not it's not our problem it's not gonna be a thing until way 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 further down the line which it's not like our whole world is already what what, what i just saw a thing is like last month that one part of the world is permanently two degrees higher and that's devastating to a lot of plant life and a lot yeah, of for uh, smaller organisms yeah for sure i mean you look at since like the industrial age that's when we've seen a lot of changes within our atmosphere and within the climate that we know it. And so I had taken some climate data stats last year, and I know these have changed since um, kind of just going through and doing a little bit of research myself because I was looking at some updates. I didn't go through and update everything, but just even back in the middle of 2021, when I was kind of digging into this a little bit more, we had seen um, carbon dioxide up 416 parts per million, which increased global temperatures since 1880 by 2.1 degrees Fahrenheit, just like you were saying. That mm -hmm. change has drastic impact on a lot of things and a lot of things that we don't even see until then we see that for an exterior yeah, period of time. And then, yeah, it works its way through the food chains. Um, you look at the Arctic ice, the, the uh, minimum has decreased by 13.1% per decade. Ice sheets are down 429 billion metric tons per year, and that has increased sea levels by 3.3 uh, millimeters per year. I thought and the over ocean the past, was a little high when I went to the beach. Yeah, it was <laughs> up. Welcome back, Connor. We're deep into the 
climate change discussion now. We moved on from our movie. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised. Okay, all right. Hold on. Back me up. Back me up. Just for a quick. All right. We'll come. We'll come back to climate change. We'll jump back to the movie a little bit more for, for a quick moment. <laughs> okay. I would Keep just like. And, right. and now, and now, this is kind of a joke, but I can't tell you how uninterested <laughs> I am now that it's about climate change. <laughs> really? No, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm mostly kidding because it's still about massive polit- political issues. But like, but climate change is massive political issues. What are your thoughts on oh, climate yeah, yeah. change, Connor? What, what are my thoughts on climate change? Yeah. Uh, what do you What do you feel? Have you Do you notice a difference in our climate that we live in since, even since we were young kids? Oh, for sure. Especially this year. Um, this year's weird. Uh, I mean, this whole year has been weird. Um, yeah, we've had tornadoes ripping through the state to the south of us in yeah. the middle of winter. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm no, I know, I know, no. I mean, I, like, like, like most political things, I, I choose not to really talk about it. Um, well, I'm glad you joined us so you can talk about it. That's <laughs> what it's for. Because I'm surrounded by people who aren't going to seriously judge me for for my thoughts. You know, these are honest conversations. These aren't debates. Yeah, They're, for sure. Um, I'm surrounded by a group of people that I trust to hear my opinion. And um, you know, when I think about climate change, um, obviously it's a serious issue, right? Um, but I feel kind of the same way that I feel about the election. What is what? What can me, a single person, do to change such a massive issue, especially regarding the biggest thing that we have on this earth, that is the earth? And I think if you're going to tackle climate change um and and i wanted to add this like on to the very end of the film discussion look at go watch people people need to go watch interstellar because that is more of that is more of a climate change movie than this was to me this felt like that movie with elijah wood was it elijah wood Probably. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, uh, it was Elijah Wood. He, he gets married, and he's like 16 years old. Yeah. Because they were like only taking certain people into the bunker or something like that. Uh, uh, that was that one. You know what I'm talking about, Chris? No. Oh, my gosh. No. Oh, my gosh. Hold on. Hold I, on. I know what you're talking about. I can't remember the name of the movie, though. Elijah Wood. All right, here we go. Here we go. I've got Elijah Wood pulled up because this movie—it's going to spark like a, oh, um, Deep Impact. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, Is that not what this not. movie was about? Pretty much. Let, let me let me Kinda. read it. Let me read it. A comet is hur- hurling toward Earth and could mean the end of all human life, right? Mm-hmm. The U.S. government keeps the crisis under wraps, but crack reporter Ginny Lerner uncovers the truth, forcing U.S. President Beck, Morgan Freeman, to announce his plan. Alex Jones. Yeah, Grizzled- that's it, man. In six months and 14 days, the extinction level will yeah. be at its highest unless you're part of Bash Life and you get on the ship and get out of here or part of... Tesla and Elon Musk and grizzled, SpaceX and get out of here. Grizzled astronaut. The globalists are after um, us. We got to get out of here. Robert Frogs. Duvall, he, he was going to land on the comet, lay explosives, and blow it up, deterring the object from its doomsday course. If not, yeah. humanity will have to prepare for the worst. Now, yeah, that just sounds like uh, <laughs> the, the exact movie we're talking about. That's it. Just not a comedy. Just not a it's, comedy. Yeah, it just it just doesn't have like one of the best actors on the planet and like probably the most diverse actor on the planet. That yep. being Tyler Perry. Yeah, Tyler Perry's great. What an empire. Didn't even know it was him because I've never seen him without makeup on. Well, I mean, well, no, I know, I know. Like, I didn't know it was him because I'm used to, I'm used to, like, I thought Tyler Perry was Medea, you know? Oh, yeah. I thought, I thought Medea had to dress up as Tyler Perry. That's a man. (laughs) Oh, but yeah. (sighs) Hey, Preston relieved us all. He, he basically said there's no comets hurtling towards the earth and i said well i just watched a trailer it's not about the comet it's about the moon crashing into the earth yeah that's right and well there's there's not big enough comets or meteorites or uh celestial bodies that could move it out of its place right now so 
what the moon you get tired of politics though just it's like i mean really they do nothing it's they complain both sides it's real it's not real it's it's all fake it's true it's yeah yeah it's like all money yeah i mean that's what i felt they hit on very good in this film it's like yeah politicians leaders are a joke yeah can i can i can i can i say something can I go on a rant no. for just a no. short? All right, just okay. for a little bit. I, no. I, I would like, I would like in the future when this is televised. And I don't know why we're on television, but television. I don't know why people are watching television. CBS, uh, we're coming your way. I, I think like all the channels. When we're on the Joe Rogan podcast and Spotify. Uh, well, I'd like, I'd like a segment of like a rainbow you, like, that pops up across the screen. And there's like a pot of gold, and it zooms in. Then it's like me, like on the pot of gold, and it's like Connor's hot takes or like. There we go. Second. All right. I've already got a mental picture. Dear Adam McKay, shut the hell up, man. <laughs> shut the hell up, and I'll tell you why. Movies, and they say this at the beginning of watching an AMC movie right now, are a place that we go to to escape the real world, to suspend our, our disbelief and immerse us in a story. I don't want to be reminded about the shit that is happening (laughs) when I'm watching a movie. Shut up. You don't watch movies in the first place. (laughs) The rainbow has an injuries. It's an art and a medium, just like anything, a book. Yeah. uh, No, I mean, I know, I know. Like realistically, I know, but like, (laughs) go ahead. (laughs) At least make it fun to watch. (laughs) Yeah. Nicole Kidman told us all this. Yeah. Right at the, the start silver of screen, the screen movie. Yeah. yeah, it's no. I agree though, partly, but I also agree that yeah, that's a place where they can really kind of put that perspective out to make people think. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna hit a lot of people that really don't haven't been thinking about this or don't think about this or don't care to think about this, but yet sit down and watch a movie and then they start thinking about it. And, and Preston, I know it's a it's a medium of art. But like that's coming from a guy who practices the highest art form, which is literal art, like sketching and painting. Like we've been doing that on cave walls for thousands of years, you know. So I just learned a fun fact that they found, uh, <laughs> like in uh, old Swedish like caves and Norwegian caves, they found uh, like Norg was here. Pretty much like what they uh, or like like the Norse version of Preston. Yeah, <laughs> they're like we were here, or like I was here. Like <laughs> coincidentally, to look down, there's a hole like with tagging, like feces in it. Tagging, yeah, <laughs> drawing wieners and stuff on yeah. the walls. Yeah, <laughs> I saw like the 1990 think, version right. of that on a train the <laughs> other day. Do you think uh, you think Netflix is doing a good job of? I think so. I I think putting uh, putting out these big. I mean, so these big budget movies. This, this is a Netflix film. Leonardo DiCaprio starring in this. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think he's done a lot it, of uh, climate change stuff, though, too. So, well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, but, but that I doesn't mean, change the fact like that it's a Leonardo do- DiCaprio salary on a Netflix film. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, I, so I see like they're getting- here's my thought on uh, like Netflix has probably been one of my favorite like uh, ways to consume like movies and things like that. Um, I really like how the CEO runs things. Um, basically kind of, well, there's a few things that I don't, didn't really agree with. Um, but <laughs> I'll save that. Um, but like, uh, let's like the Dave Chappelle special. Um, I don't know if you guys watched it or not. I've seen I watched them all. It. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought, yeah. yeah, I was, I thought it was really good. A lot of people hate it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, a lot of and, people uh, are awfully sensitive compared to Dave Chappelle. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> but like, uh, I like that the uh, Netflix CEO and their uh, higher up team didn't really. They're like, I mean, it, it's, it's his work. Yeah. Like, it, it's a comedy. It's his work. We're not going to take down his work. You can not like and, it. You can talk about it. Like, I, I really like, enjoy their he- heavy hand and not letting uh, uh like i'm not saying like like i don't know 
Netflix like, begged Dave Chappelle to come back. No, Netflix yeah. begged <laughs> Dave Chappelle to do something. And so, of course, they weren't going to take it down. But I agree. Most people don't realize that stand up comedians, the stuff they write about. Um, I, I mean, I'm sure there's an exception, but like half the stuff that they write about, it never happens in the first place. It's all fiction. It's mm-hmm. literally written comedy. It is jokes that they make up inside their head. I mean, and yeah, like jo- jokes are pretty offensive, can be pretty offensive, but God, I don't know, man. The people who uh, didn't budget like the for that uh, film, <laughs> yeah, the the budget had to have been insane. Um, I think Netflix is million, a good job. thirty million to uh, DiCaprio alone. 25, 25 million to Jennifer Lawrence. I, not gonna, a, I'm not saying that. I don't know. Do what, we have a whole budget? I don't. What's that? Do we have like a like a like a total budget? Uh, what it's they're reporting it's seventy five million total to make the movie. To make the movie. Oh, okay. How much they pay Jennifer Lawrence? <laughs> yeah. So set, so thirty thirty to uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, twenty five million to Jennifer Lawrence. Okay. Okay. Sheesh. That's not as bad they as I thought. all the money. Actually, that they that spend that all the money on the that's, not, that's not that bad. <laughs> because, look, Avengers Endgame cost. Do you know that? Like, off the top of your heads, do you know how much Avengers Endgame cost to make? One hundred ninety, two hundred, three hundred and fifty-six million dollars. Wow. That's crazy. Yes. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yes. but look at the money they're making though from that. Well, I mean, what's Netflix making from this? A ton of money. I don't money. know. How, <laughs> I bet. How, a ton of money. How do they make the money back, though? Like, besides maybe getting new subscriptions. Like, how many um, new subscriptions can you get to start making it worth spending this much money on certain content? So, working in, and this is interesting because I look at this in a different perspective. Looking, looking at it from a person who now makes commercials for a company who is trying to sell something, your whole goal as a content creator is to use your medium of communication to draw people in. So I think in this case, it's not necessarily a battle for money, right? Because like Netflix isn't just shipping the movie. They're not, they're not like paying for every movie that they put out, you know, like a Netflix film might be published by Netflix, but created by a 24. Um, so Mm -hmm. these, these other companies are still fronting the bill. And ultimately, I'm sure Netflix pays them some amount of some or they get some cut for streams. But if you think about it, Netflix, unless it's like a Netflix produced film, which I'm sure like Stranger Things and Red Notice and this movie probably were, um, they probably wager over watch time and and people. Because like Mm -hmm. in in most companies now working for like Guitar Center and, and seeing how they measured us, I was... I went from being like, obviously there are guitar center commercials and someone's in charge of doing those. And then there's like the other side of, okay, well, if the commercials don't work, let's hire a group full of people and make them call all day long. And they measure you based off of how many times people pick up the phone. So I think when you look at it like this, they're not like, let's measure how much money this movie's going to make. Let's measure the watch time and how much people are watching this movie compared to Luca on Disney plus. And then from that they'll, they'll, they probably have some crazy equation that calculates we gained this much revenue or we gained this many new memberships because people wanted to watch this movie. And they like break it down to okay, it so our, our, our our well, it is as tracking stats for everything, and in, the, in these companies are because I mean realistically, I don't know how the hell they do it. I have no idea. But to me, it makes well, some sense of their, for to to do that something like that. Some of their stuff they put out on physical though. Like I just got a Criterion release of Irishman, and that was yeah. a Netflix original. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that he had that in his contract though before he signed anything with Netflix. <laughs> Yeah. What a uh, like a hard copy of something. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, look look at who made it. I know. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Look at who made it. Like, um, yeah. Fun. Okay. Fun little fun little break real quick. Uh, just to lighten the mood. Do you guys know what the second highest bud- production budget movie is? Uh, hold on. 
I think I know. I, Are you looking it what up? What was it? No. I don't know it. Okay, it's another Disney film, and I'll let you guess. It was... Uh, if you need another hint, let me know. An animation or live? Live action. Live action. Part of a franchise. It has uh, to be Star Wars. Nope. No? Mm-mm. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. Really? Yes. And in fact, my one of my favorite movies of all time, and the best movie out of that franchise at World's End, um, Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, comes in at number six in the top ten. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars doesn't hit the list until number four after Avengers Age of Ultron. <laughs> so just think about that. <laughs> Johnny Depp made some serious cash off of that one. Oh, yeah. But back to... It has um, like 20 mansions. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, well, he's got to get away from Amber somehow. Um, <laughs> he's got to switch out switch out where he goes every other week. <laughs> reel, it, reel it back in. Reel it back in, Johnny. Come on. Okay. He has to go to a dock and then ro- do a rowboat to get to one. Just... Well, another big one that they have right now is uh, Cobra Kai. You see a lot of. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, did I you know watched that? It. Oh, it's good. It's good. Which is released <laughs> on physical every season. It's so good. Yeah, but uh, Cobra Kai started as a YouTube Red original. Oh really? Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. The first two seasons. So were Netflix by bought them. Yep. Yeah, okay. They bought them out. I don't know why. I, I I think when YouTube Red was like, hey, let's make people pay for YouTube. Everyone was like, no. I mean, they're still doing it. Well, yeah, but it's like an ad-free kind of thing. No one watches. No one watches what they put on there. I actually watched a lot of the YouTube Red content with, uh, like, uh, Good Mythical Morning and you uh, are probably one of very few, honestly. (laughs) I mean, you're 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 the target group. Like like me and you, we're the target group. If they would have put. if they would have cut like Rocket Jump a deal and in Rocket Jump oh, made, yeah. made Dimension Dimension Twenty for uh, YouTube instead of Hulu, yeah, sign yeah. me up for sure, absolutely. But I, I don't think the content like with the content that they were making, they weren't going to get as many people. I think because it, it was a very niche group. No matter how many subscribers PewDiePie has, yeah, you can't like my mom and dad aren't going to watch PewDiePie. <laughs> you know, they're not going to watch Peter. But I mean, they also had a lot of uh, other good uh, content on there. But Cobra Kai. Yeah. Whenever you have so much good, like yeah. the person that you like so much already has so much free content. You don't really feel the yeah. need to go watch that unless like there's. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And honestly, if I want to watch someone get scared to be stupid or like have pranks pulled on them, I'm just going to put on jackass. You know, <laughs> I just, Are you guys going to watch the new one. So uh, of course. Yeah. Absolutely. When- yeah. <laughs> hundred percent. Yeah. Jackass three was the first rated R movie I ever saw in theaters. <laughs> mm-hmm. At the Linton cinema. I remember Austin. Nice. Austin would come over and we'd watch all the Jackass movies all the time. The, the <laughs> series was just as good. The series on MTV. Just as good. Mm-hmm. Oh just yeah. Good. That was really good. Just as good. <laughs> but uh, but uh, back to the subject at hand. <laughs> I honestly, I kind of forgot. What, what, what are we talking about? Yeah, well, what were we talking about? <laughs> I don't what know. Something small, some not real. I, I'd like to. I'd like <laughs> to bring up Ozark, yeah. uh, Netflix. Are we just talking Netflix? Yeah, I think we're talking. Netflix this episode now. is a good Netflix episode. Yeah. So I, sponsored I, I, by Netflix. I've got a question for you guys. Do you like podcasts? Right. Oh, speaking of Netflix. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Do you like, do you like podcasts? Like- Yes, I love yeah, podcasts. I listen to podcasts all the time. What do you yeah, mean? Well, of course, we're on a podcast. Do, yeah, Archive eighty one, another <laughs> successful Netflix original, adapted yeah. from a drama ah, podcast. Okay. Gotcha. Nice. So, Connor, you watch the house. Chris, you watch some of it. It kind of fits into the, a little bit of the climate change thing, also. <sighs> <laughs> Not so much. It's not a very prominent uh, till the end, at least. You're stretching real hard (laughs) with that one, Chief. You're stretching real hard. The house was good. The house was good. The house was was really good. I'm proud of you for watching a movie on your own. 
of course mm. it would be this well, one. I, because I, someone I never miss any it. stop motions. I never miss. I know. I know. I, that's, I, of course, of course <laughs> it's this one. It's artistic. Um, the I just first, appreciate that people still do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, Tim Burton almost has a stop motion sequence in every single one of his movies. Yeah. I think I think one of the only ones I've seen that doesn't have a stop motion sequence in it is I haven't seen I mean I haven't seen some Tim Burton films like Dumbo I don't really care to see it but like Big Fish I think is the only one that doesn't have a stop motion sequence I could mm. be wrong though I don't know I could be wrong but uh, Listen, yeah I still of watch Fantastic Mr Fox all the time <laughs> Well have you seen other Wes Anderson movies because you're not watching yeah. that for the stop motion. You're watching that for Wes Anderson. Yeah. You can't tell me like you watch Fantastic Mr. Fox. And you're like, the animation is amazing. It's okay. It's good. I'll tell you what's but really it's not good, like though. the best. The whole story. The whole story. The yeah. art direction. The stories are great. Yeah. 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 Kaibo so and uh, Paper. What? A, what's that movie called? Is it Kaibo? And the Paper something. Paper Beetle, something like that. I forget what it's the name of the movie. That one's probably the most beautiful stop animation movie I've ever watched. Have you seen The Isle of Dogs? Yeah. Yeah. Now the Wes Anderson one. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think legitimately that probably, and, and, then, and then we'll get back to the somewhat topic at hand. The best stop motion movie I think I've ever seen is probably <laughs> the Lego movie. That's a good one too. Yeah. It's really good. Because it's like, it's like seamless with all the reassemble <laughs> and building yeah, yeah that's a good one yeah it's it's pretty seamless and i know there was a fair amount of cg that went into that too but as with most stop motion things now they have some cg no. assistance no. yeah yeah it's kind of lame it's not as cool but no it's the house used it's, cheating. To, it's cheating but hey it is. money it all comes back to money you know yeah. whatever's cheapest for them um they're gonna do yep. it and it's not like 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 you're sure they'll have uh, some big effects they can't pull oh, off. Yeah, Big Mouth did a uh, stop motion uh, feature for Christmas. That was pretty cool. I actually I haven't. I won't I won't get started on Big Mouth. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I stopped. Well, watching, I, I, yeah, I didn't think I didn't. Think <laughs> I saw the stop reason. motion. I was like, I'll check it out. And another another massive Netflix original hit. <laughs> Seriously, Big Mouth. Yeah, it is. It is. All right. Oh. So unless uh, Netflix plans on sponsoring us, I think we should. Uh... All right. So what's your rating of the film? Back to the film Don't at look hand. Up. Um, Don't look up. What's your rating? Me or Preston? Whoever wants to go uh, first. Out of five. Out I, of five. I give it. I give it three. Three out of five meteors. Five meteors. All Two right. out of five Connor. meteors. Two. I was going to say three out of five as well. Yeah. Five five is a weird number. Man, I think it was a low, man. I think two in the middle of the road. Yeah, it's very yeah. okay. A five out of ten, two out of five. You know, that that yeah. glass was half empty. It was not half full. The best. Man, I thought you'd be higher. I just thought you'd be higher on it, Connor. You're you um, let me down here. Well, okay, all right. So I can see I can see what how Chris feels about the movie a hundred percent, and I can also see how you feel about the movie, Connor. So, but again, I didn't do the research, you know, like I didn't like really look into it. But also, I, like, it's kind of in your face, to be honest. You were the so one that said it's not the movie, it's the message in the movie. Me? I was like, oh man, Connor's, yeah, you did. Oh, actually, actually, no, I didn't get the finish. Um, hold on. I have more. Oh, all right. I wasn't going to touch on this because I wanted to save press and the technicalities, but I have more. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Um, So, well, I guess, I mean, I guess it really didn't. Yeah, I, I said, I said, I think the editor did a great job. I don't, I don't really think, like, I didn't, the Su- Suicide Squad, like the first Suicide Squad, not the James Gunn one, that was a horribly edited, that was the worst movie I've ever seen. Poorly edited, terrible. Um, and I said, I think the film did what it was intended to do. It split the audience, but there's a fine line between satire and parodies. Um, and, and I know, like, the technical definition of a parody is far from this, but, like, yeah. The writing is weak and the pacing is awful. The whole the whole thing like you can't tell like 6 months from from the the day that they discovered it felt like 2 hours after <laughs> they discovered it. You know, nothing <laughs> yeah. had changed. Yeah. Absolutely nothing had changed. Um it was really weak yeah. writing. Um give you that. 
I, I admire McKay for being able to make heavy situations into absolute ridiculous comedies. Um, and I think people probably went in thinking that, you know, with it being McKay. Um, so I, that's one thing I didn't really, uh, from the marketing of the movie, uh, it completely threw me off as soon as like the movie was went into the comedy stuff, to be honest. <laughs> I didn't know who the, who the director was and stuff like that. Here, when I here's, started the film. Here's my biggest issue. My biggest issue, aside from the portrayal of the electronics billionaire, were the two Good Morning America reporters. What? Yeah. <laughs> I don't, they like, why number one would Leonardo DiCaprio go on a Good Morning America type of show in the first place? Like, cause that's where you get most of your middle American you, audience. Well, that's where you go to like promote Spider-Man to like middle-aged parents. Like that, that's where you go to do that. Like, yeah, but in the movie, they weren't able to get anywhere else to display their message. And so they worked as hard as they can to get onto these. It, it didn't make any sense. Network it didn't make any sense. You're going to tell me you're going to turn on the TV in the, in the morning and Whoopi Goldberg, she's going to be telling you that a comet's going to hit the earth and destroy it in six months. You're not going to fucking take it seriously. It's Whoopi Goldberg. I'll have to bleep that out. It's Whoopi Goldberg. It's the same concept. Sharon Osbourne and Whoopi Goldberg are going to tell me that the world's ending and I'm supposed to listen to them. Of course no one believed it. It wasn't believable in the first place. Yeah. Um, but what if the government's trying to stop you from getting that message out? I, the government doesn't want you to know. I I think, yeah, no, my my I guess my biggest thing was characters. In my opinion, if you change the characters, if you change the writing of the characters, you make them stronger you make them more enticing and you make them more realistic knockout movie probably a better version of deep impact though so, did we lose them i don't know hope not christopher we've christopher lost, we've lost chris we we've lost chris <laughs> hello <laughs> chris <laughs> Chris. Did climate change get you, Chris? The government got him. He's he's been on to something the whole time. <laughs> we got an our we got an our bell situation here with Coast to Coast AM. <laughs> the Area 51 caller. That was him. He knew too much. The government shut Chris down. <laughs> Let me let me let me turn you on to something, man. If you like the art direction and stuff like uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox, um, you need to check out the French Dispatch uh, and like Moonlight Kingdom and the Grand Budapest Hotel um, I'll because check it out. those I like. I'm fairly certain that Wes Anderson was like an actual. He went to school for art before he went to school for filmmaking, so he's got a very. Mm-hmm. Everything I've is actually well, I was planning on less <laughs> listening to or watching a. What was the first one you said? The French Dispatch? Yeah. Yeah. It's, a, saw, it's a newer uh, one. Yeah. That just yeah. I saw that uh, and I really want to watch it. So I'm definitely probably going to check that one out. So It's fantastic. I could probably share my uh, Movies Anywhere movie pass with you. And you can probably mm. watch it through my Movies Anywhere. Um, nice. But yes. Fantastic. Chris, Are you what, back, were, you, Chris? what were you, you saying? Get you? Well, so like I was just pulling a Preston. I just left the show because you just got me so upset about don't look up. No, I said, uh, I think uh, IMDb ranked it higher than we did. They got it at a 7.3 out of 10. That's because that's just because Leonardo DiCaprio is in it. I'm not saying yeah. it was a rotten bad film. It, the story sucked. Rotten Tomatoes, 55% on the tomato meter, 78% audience I score. Feel, here's my issue with the movie. I felt like it could have not been so long. Like oh that, my was, God. that movie, was that so movie could have been an hour and 10 minutes. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Like, I actually like it was I watched two, it. Well, how long was it? Two hours yeah. and 20, like 20, 30, 30 minutes? 30 minutes. I watched it in bed <laughs> and Cora was asleep and I I was like, oh my God, it's got to be like three in the, I, it's got to be like, three in the morning. I, like I nothing is going to keep my attention that well besides like <laughs> Avengers Endgame. 
I I was I was like almost asleep and I was like, my God, it's gotta be at least three in the morning. And I feel like I just started this movie. And I look down and it's like one o'clock and I was like how much longer do I have? And then, and then I, I clicked. I clicked the remote and I paused it. And I had like an hour and ten minutes. And I was like, "Are you?" I'm, I I literally shut the TV off and I was like, "I'm finishing it tomorrow. I can't do this right now." And so I watched yeah. the second half of it the next day. Yeah. Oh my goodness. All right. Well, yeah. we we beat that dead horse. <laughs> Sorry, Adam watch okay. it. Again, it's not, watch it's not, it. listen, Chris. It's not a terrible movie. I just didn't think the message was that clear all right all right it was your recommendation to watch no i know i know i know and i know God, because I because watch the film because you know what i thought is when i was reading about it people Connor were like, was like i hated this so much i'm gonna have make them hate yeah this he's much. like well <laughs> i'm gonna torture these guys no no we'll no, let no, them no. waste two hours and 30 minutes of <laughs> no, out of no. all the films to get no. preston to watch yeah. So yeah, I'm not watching any of them ever again. No, listen, Preston will listen. never watch another film. I, I, I am reading a it, book, though. I chose it because of its like message and how you guys would perceive it, and and the different the different ways you guys were going to take this conversation. I knew how I felt about the movie, and that wasn't going to change. But I knew I was going to get something good out of the both. Yeah, and let me tell you, it's like it's a gold mine when I can get something good out of Preston. You know, because yeah. sometimes you can just let Preston be Preston. He'll come in in the middle of like a really heavy topic. It'll be like, oh, hey, guess what I did today? And it's like, damn it, Preston, what did you do today? <laughs> but but no, I'm, I'm joking, obviously. But like I knew this was going to spark something good between you and Chris. And I thought oh, this is this is a great topic. This is a one. Yep. This is a, a good topic. That's not like too heavy. I, I, I think he did a he did a yeah. good job. He got a uh, he got us to do a podcast episode out of it. So, yeah, yeah. Job well done. Maybe I'm I'm the guy. I'm the guy that's conveying the message, and you guys don't even know it. Maybe so. Yeah. It's just, you, yeah. I don't even know. Dun, dun, dun. So I'm gonna write Pulling my own the strings. Film I'm gonna write my own film and like trick you guys into watch. I'm gonna write it under like an alliance, like a alias or something. <laughs> write it under a John Smith. You should check out this movie by John Smith. I found it on YouTube. Hey, it was uploaded two hours ago. Check out this script. <laughs> we Hey, we do have to talk at some point. Uh, Ryan's got a good script in mind about a possible lectic entertainment uh, film that he's wanting to put together. So I said, I know, I know a guy that would be very interested in hearing that. So can I let you on a little secret? Never, never before. Absolutely, absolutely. I am, I am five zero fifty pages deep in my own. Nice Um, and. It's an interesting idea, and uh, I kind it kind of resonated. I'm I'm I am adapting this idea from Preston knows it a creepy pasta about this thing called the back rooms. And okay. I thought, wow, if someone like actually adapted this into like a like a film or something, it, it would be brilliant. It would be awesome. It would be so good. <laughs> it's it's creepy. It's got everything. It is it is like be a very moody movie. It is everything I've ever wanted it to be when I when I when I like was reading through some of the lore because it's like everyone creates it. So people mm-hmm. just hand you this world with no stories and they're like, oh, it is what it is. Like, have fun with it. Nice. And I said, wow. It, it's it's about a guy who uh, Chris, you know what the back rooms are? You ever heard of this? It's an, I it's an idea. Think I don't I think we can get in, into any more rabbit holes tonight. <laughs> no, 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 no. I just want to. I just want to explain the synopsis. But to do that, he needs to know what the back rooms are. It's an idea yeah, that, that so. goes way past, way past the creepypasta. But it's about like a like a place in reality. Well, outside of re- it's a place it's, that exists outside of reality. There's no it's, time. It's, it's this room that like no, uh, it's it's a, it's a space it's like. Not a, a room, space, it's a space. Yeah, it's a space that makes you feel as if you stepped out or glitched out of your reality. And now you're stuck kind of in an in-between. And by like yourself? Past. And everything's yes, like, your... everything's oddly familiar, like just a touch. Okay. And it's kind of like a deja vu happening all at once. But you're by yourself in this empty space? No. 
No. I mean, okay. you, you often travel by yourself, but if you search long enough, there are actually like cults of people who've gotten stuck there and have built civilizations like, cause they can't leave. Um, oh, and like okay. the weird part is that this space, there are different this levels. This is very to it. close to what Ryan is thinking oh, no. as well. Oh yeah. No. It, really? It's very kind of uh twilight zoney Hitchcockian yeah. kind of feel. Yeah. Yes. This is a very, we need to talk. Uh, we need to get yeah. together. This is this is kind of like if Nolan made a horror movie, you know? Uh, yeah. yeah. It's very actually it's kind of leaning more towards like if the Wachowskis made a more grounded movie. Okay. Okay. This we, is we could similar, say for electric it, entertainment. Yeah, but this is but his is more of a couple and kind of their experience with another person that kind of gets them out of their bodies as well into another space, but then comes back and they both think that they were experiencing. Don't them give away in too much. Current space. Don't give away too much. It is. Much. I'll, I'll very interesting. You, I'll tell you. We my, have to I'll, talk. I'll tell you that I'll tell you like the quick little like rundown of how to put on the back of a DVD cover. This guy's sister goes missing and she's like an astrophysicist or a physicist and, and she goes missing. Um, brother goes looking for her and the brother is like like a genetic lucid dreamer has night terrors the whole thing's been doing it since he was a kid. Can't okay. like he takes meds sleeping meds to make it stop because he doesn't feel like he gets a good night rest you know. Mm -hmm. So he discovers that he can put himself into this place to look for her by lucid dreaming, but he's not actually there. So he's able to pull himself out when he wakes up and these entities inside of the space have realized that he can place himself within and pull himself out at will. And so in the real world, they try to like consistently open these like weak spots and pull him in um, while he's, while he's trying to get his sister out and that's wow. it. That's all I'm going to give away. That's all I'm going to give away. You're 50 pages in. Huh? I am. Yes, I am. Nice. I'm about 120, 130 towards the end. So, I like it. Awesome. Well, we've else? talked about a lot of whatever kind of stuff on this episode. Yeah. <laughs> all from a good place. This was kind of like, um, hey, let's talk about don't look up, but let's talk and just talk because we haven't talked in a while. That's yeah, <laughs> just get a little flavor of a lot of stuff on this one. Yeah, <laughs> I'll let the new year, new season. I, uh, it's just yeah, probably won't be here in technically next week's episode. By the time you're listening to this, this will be in Florida. Um, yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that later. But just letting the audience know. So, nice. Hello from me twice. Goodbye again. Me and Chris will uh, we'll hold the fort down. Hold the fort down. Yeah, got to carry that weight. All well, right. Thanks so much, guys. Really appreciate you guys being here. Join in, join in Preston today. Preston and his guys, his boys. Yeah. <laughs> it's been fun. All right, well. Might be a show after this. I don't know. I'm not sure. I haven't decided yet. We'll see. You guys know. Maybe we'll join. We'll have Forrest uh, be the new Yeah, I doubt it. I doubt it. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you everyone listen to uh listening to this episode of the Whatever Podcast. Uh kind of uh hit down a lot of trails <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. The ones less uh, beaten, you know. Maybe me and Chris could do a climate change episode. Maybe like oh, a do. 20, 30 minute episode. Yeah. Re uh touching base with this episode. I but until then, uh yeah. I think you should like take until then all like the, the roads that have branched out from this and cut them all off and like the week yeah. I'm not here just talk about the things that actually like reiterate the things. This that is uh, said. yeah. Yeah. Until then. This would by, be, uh, <laughs> until until then by, by iPhones, <laughs> Tesla's solar panels and uh oh, reduce no, your carbon footprint. This is probably all going to be cut long before we say any of this. Don't look up. <laughs> it's the frogs. Refuse. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna go. They want you to be sheep. I'm gonna go eat Oreos and give in the Netflix's massive media conglomerate power on us all. So, brought guys, to you by Netflix. You guys have a good night mm -hmm. and try not to fall into the back rooms tonight. So, yeah, awesome. I've been there a couple times. Oh, have you? <laughs> you tell me to change their damn wallpaper. All right, I'm done. I'm no, sorry. Stop. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you Peace. in the next episode.
Peace. See ya. Pe peace out and piss off. <laughs>